0: There is no political party in Britain today that speaks up for social conservatism. It will not have escaped your notice that we are in the middle of a seemingly continuous wave of legislation promoting an extreme liberal social agenda. In 2013 we had the redefinition of marriage to include same-sex unions. We were assured by the Prime Minister of the time, David Cameron, that this was not, repeat not, a weakening of the institution of marriage as many of the new law's opponents argued, but a strengthening of marriage. Five years later, and we are seeing the government's proposed introduction of no-fault divorce. This would allow someone to end a marriage without any consent from their spouse whatsoever. The notion of being able to break a contract without facing any penalties is, as far as I'm aware, a new concept in English law but it is one that doesn't appear to square with the facts. I have this nagging question. If there is no fault, why is anyone getting divorced? The government claims that they are motivated by a desire to reduce conflict and distress in the divorce procedure. All I can say is, if you think receiving notification out of the blue that your spouse has decided to divorce you and there is absolutely nothing you can do to stop it, if you think that is a way of reducing stress and conflict, then words fail me. Presumably, the government will also claim that this is not a weakening of the institution of marriage. Also at the moment, the government is proposing to amend the Gender Recognition Act of 2004 to allow transgender people to change their legal sex without any requirement for a medical examination, medical treatment, or a doctor's report about their condition. Not wishing to labour the point, but the Government is also currently proposing to introduce relationships and sex education into schools which will be LGBT inclusive and which will, for the first time, remove any right of parents to withdraw their children from classes which they judge unsuitable. A number of features strike me about these measures. Firstly. They all represent dramatic changes in our social institutions and to the official view of what society should look like. They can fairly be called extreme left-wing and highly ideological. Secondly, they are being introduced at a very fast rate with minimal public debate. True, some are the subject of what is called a public consultation, but that needs to be taken with a pinch of salt. The public's awareness of that consultative process is extremely low, with, for example, only around 50,000 people taking part in the consultation on the Gender Recognition Act. Thirdly, virtually no one is speaking out against these changes in the political mainstream. Part of the reason for this reluctance is fear of damage to one's professional career and to possible social ostracism that might result from expressing the wrong opinion. Fourthly, all these measures have been introduced by a Conservative government. But it is not true that all people are supportive of these changes. In fact, many oppose them, or at least have serious reservations about them. Such people can be called social conservatives, and it is about social conservatism in Britain, and particularly its absence from national political debate, that is concerning. Now, before I go on, I need to be clear that I am not identifying social conservatism with any political party, and certainly not with the current Conservative Party. What do I mean by social conservatism? At its core, it focuses on the foundational institution of the family. By family, I mean one or more children living with their biological parents who are married to each other. It is still the most common form of household in Britain, At least for now. Any policy that adversely affects the functions and liberties of the conventional family is of concern to social conservatives. This includes changes to the divorce laws, redefining marriage, the way the state interacts with children under the age of 18, the state's ongoing competition with parents for authority over their children, the principles of sexual morality, fiscal discrimination against married couples, It also includes our notions of sex and gender, and what constitutes a man or woman, as these impact on our definition of what marriage is and is for. The list goes on. It is difficult to think of a single measure taken by any government in recent years that has been supportive of the conventional family as defined above. Indeed, whenever a change is made to the way families are dealt with by the state, It also now applies to other domestic arrangements that in varying degrees ape the conventional married couple. Socially conservative opinions are held by many people in Britain, but there is generally no voice for them, certainly not within any of the mainstream political parties or media other than at the fringes. Indeed the default assumption seems to be that such voices are few and dying out. This historical determinist perspective sees a withering away of the conventional family anyone who seriously defends it as part of the tide of history against which it is impossible and mad to resist. The lack of any political party or organisation willing to speak out for social conservatives simply serves to confirm that impression. It has resulted in a skewed debate on most social policy issues which has left many people feeling ignored, betrayed and alienated by the society around them. They feel unable even to articulate their sense of alienation because of the fear of censure and ostracism that I mentioned before. At one time the Conservative Party would have been the home of social conservatism. In fact it was the bedrock, the philosophical foundation of big C conservatism. The Labour Party too once contained socially conservative opinions. Both parties however have all but abandoned support for the conventional married family. In the case of the Tories, this seems to have been from a desire to reinvent themselves as a quote-unquote modern party not stuck in the past. Hence the Conservatives are bending over backwards to push forward every extreme social liberal policy in the book before Corbyn's far leftists can claim the credit. The mood this has created is of a society lacking all stability, all structure, all predictability, all tolerance and all warmth. Socially, and dare I say it morally, British society in 2018 feels a very cold place indeed. What is the solution to this glaring absence in our national political conversation? Ultimately, we need political parties, note my use of the plural, who campaign for policies that promote a cultural and political environment that supports the conventional married family and its primary function of raising the next generation of society. In order to achieve that, social conservatives need to be clear about their philosophy and what they believe in. For as long as I can recall, social conservatives have been on the back foot, coming across as naysayers who resist every social change against the zeitgeist. They need to relearn that philosophy and to understand how and why the conventional married family, for all its faults and problems, is our last best hope. is a topic that I intend to return to in coming episodes.